Dazzler's Craft. Handcraft custom trainers designed in-house. From your favourite football team or player to that band you've always loved. Dazzler'sCraft.co.uk Welcome to My Best 11 podcast. This week we are joined by a man who's spent a bit of time at Charlton. Luton had a big move to um, Marv's favourite Premier League team in Liverpool. Um, Spurs, QPR, Portsmouth to Man City and then back to Portsmouth for a short time. And scored, which I'm going to really keen to hear about, scored, um, scored a goal for England as well. So I'm really, really keen to hear about that as well. This week, we are joined by Paul Walsh. How are you, Paul? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Nice to see you guys. You know. Excellent. And Marv, how are you, Marvin? How do you know Paul? Because I mean, your your time doesn't cross over too much, does it? If at all? Um, not really. No. I mean, obviously, um, he, he came to Luton and um, was like a big player and went on to have a fantastic career. And so I think with Wayne, I think mean, he's very good friends with Wayne Turner. And so I think I bumped into Walsh a few times when um, him and Wayne were together and sort of like um, got to know him through that way. Would you say that's Bear Walsh? Round about yeah, right? That's about it, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I don't know, mm. Apart from to him terrorising me a couple of occasions, I think, I think once when he was at Tottenham, I played against him another time when he was at Portsmouth. So apart from that, on the field, I mean, yeah. Who won, Paul? I, I can't remember, I can't. mate. I mean, yeah. No, I can't remember. Um, I can't remember that. No, how old exactly. are you, Mark? How old are you now? How old are you now? 53. 53. All right, so I've got five, six years on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, I, meant, I a... didn't mean the game. I meant it's in the battle between the two of you. Uh, who, yeah, who no, no. I, I, yeah, I, I can't remember. You got, you know, you don't remember every game and I certainly can't no. remember them games. But um, you know, um, and I can't remember. Can't remember playing Luton. I, I, the only time I remember at White Hart Lane playing against um, Luton was, um, and I remember playing against Fuzzy because Fuzzy was always trying to bully all the young kids, getting them round him, and it's all about protecting Fuzzy really. And um, and I and I, I done him for a penalty. I just backed him. Bought the contact and went down and got the penalty in his feelings of himself. Um, I, that was probably the, that was probably the game name because I mean I've saw yeah. a clip as you do sometimes on Twitter. So I want to put a a, a picture of you Walsh in the air. I think who was he? I can't believe he was in goal, but like I was behind you, like trying to challenge you. And I said, apart from that, if I would never have seen that picture, I would never have thought I played against you when you was at Tottenham. But yeah, 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 we did. No, that's right. So yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I mean, you play a lot of games. You know, you don't remember them yeah. all. You know, even no. the best, even the good games, I can't remember some of them. Um, <laughs> crying to memory's getting worse. <laughs> I'm taking part in that Alzheimer's study at the FA at the moment. <laughs> so memory's not the short-term memory's not brilliant. Right. So we are here to talk about your best eleven. Those yeah. people who haven't listened to the podcast before, um, Paul's going to go through and name the best 11 players he's ever set foot on a pitch with. Um, up to him uh, to pick formation, players, and if he wishes to give honourable mentions as he goes through as well. Paul's also going to give myself and Marv, even though I'm getting ribbed on social media for my performances. Um, oh, he's, going to, he's going to give us, but oh, I'll take it. Um, he's going to give us some clues um, as we go. So the listeners... 
can try and see if they can guess as they go as well. So while they're listening in the car, the tube, or wherever it is they're listening along to the podcast. So over to you, Paul. Formation. Yeah. I mean, one, one question I wanted to ask was, you know, because of my limited international career, you play with some players there, but it was... So is there a caveat of how many games you have to have played with someone for no, it to count? No, no, no. Right. No. Okay. Under 21s, okay. as long as it was a professional game, all good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're, cr- um, you're cruising. You're cruising, Walsh. You're cruising, mate. Well, it, no, it makes it a bit harder, actually. It makes it, it a does, bit harder. Um, you know, because a, a lot of it was, you know, very cut and dried. Um, and and on, just on that basis, uh, you know, I, I might have to make a couple of changes, you know. Um, That's right. But in, in, in goal, you know, my, the, the players that jump out for me, you know, first one, first one is a player who is a record appearance holder for the club he played for. Uh, and, um, you know, he played over 800 games. Um, so... Um, I don't know if you've got to guess these guys, have you? Yeah, yeah, you got yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he your, is yeah. your number? Is he your pick? Is he your picking? He's one of those I'm giving him an honourable mention to. Oh, okay, no, he's okay, not, no, he's no, not, no, he's no, not no, my pick. Say him, then. You can just he's say him. Then. Yeah, no. uh, well, Alan Knight. It's Alan Knight at Portsmouth. You know, he's a great lad. Uh, he's a one club fella, um, Mr. Portsmouth, and um, you know, played 800 uh, games. Yeah, and and he was a good keeper. Um, and then, and then the other one, the other one would be uh, Les Seeley, bless him. You know, Les, Les was a good goalkeeper. I mean, me and Wayne, who you had on your show a little while ago, you used to terrorise him. You know, we we, we, had, we we could wind him up and add him on a bit of string in terms of you know, you know, getting at him and all that. And he loved it though, Les. And he swore a lot. He was, you know, yeah. he was aggressive. He was like, you know, uh, he used to ham- try and hammer people himself as well. Um, but it, you know, he was a good guy. Bless him, he's no longer with us. So he was a really good goalkeeper. Um, but but you know, there, there is there, there is, you know, again, I I could go, I could change this because the other one that I'd be speaking about would be England's all-time record appearance holder in goal, um, Peter yeah. Shilton. Um, you know, Shilts Shilts was a great goalkeeper. So I've just been looking at that while I was talking to you. But you know, I, I'm I'm going to go, I'm going to go for a guy who is. Um, bit of a fruitcake. Um, I thought, so I don't think it's hard to get. Um, you know, he's a bit isn't, off. The isn't wall. that most goalkeepers, from what yeah, I hear? Yeah, but he was he <laughs> out fruitcake. He was top of the fruitcakes. You know, <laughs> he was the thing of fruitcakes, if you like. You know, did everything a little bit differently. You know, was a bit mad. Um, had a colourful life, um, and uh, but was a top athlete, top guy, and, and a top goalkeeper. Um, and made many, many appearances for this club. So I'm going to probably leave it there. I mean, you're looking puzzled, Marv. I can't believe you're looking I puzzled. puzzled. Well, I said you was quite bright, Marv. I mean, I'm struggling with you now. How are you Marv. struggling for this? He had, did he have spaghetti legs? Yes, he did. There you go, Marv. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, he played, he played for your favourite team. He won everything with your favourite team, but he would have won probably oh, nothing with his yeah, international yeah, it's, team. It's, a, oh, it's early. It's early in the morning. I what told time you. Time is it? Time you must have had a late night last night, did you? I Seven didn't o'clock. Sleep very well. Go on, Marv. Go on, Marv. Bruce Who is it? There we Bruce go. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Gobbler. I mean, really, yeah. Schultz, it, 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 was a, it was a toss-up between him and Schultz when you think that Peter Schultz and what he did was amazing. So, um, you know, um, it, it's, it's not easy. I've been lucky in my life yeah. to play with many, many good players. Um, you know, the, for me, the midfield is where it gets really hard. Um, but we, we'll go to right back next. Yeah, um, just got, can I just go back? Sorry, can I just go back to Brobola? 
um, and ask, what was he? I know he came across as a bit of an, like you said, eccentric character. What was he always like that in the training ground, or was it just kind of white line when he went onto the pitch? He gave this facade of a character, a bit of a crazy, funny, yeah. do you know what I mean? No, that was him. That was him in life. You know, okay. it, was, it was just a bit different. You know, um, you know, and 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 did mad, had had a lot of mad stories from being in a Rhodesian army, and you know, <laughs> but ones ones that you're sitting there thinking, is he telling porkies or is he sort of? <laughs> Has he made that, you know, has he added a bit on? It's a story with plus 10, 10 20% bolted on, you know, about this one where um, I think it was a, uh, what's the, what, the co- a cobra, a cobra was up and, and ready for him. And he put, he put this hand up here and attracted his attention and just slapped it around the edge. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, that was just one in a million of, of his little sort of, uh, you know, had, story about everything he, he was he was funny i love him though i love him he's a really good guy energy um good fun to be around how know, did he help you obviously because because you've gone kind of from with the great respect charlton luton and then gone to the european champions what did you notice did you notice in terms of him in training did did you have to step up another level just in training let alone on the match days uh, well, you know, I mean, you know, you have to. No, Liverpool was a very strange club, you know, in in terms of you got there, no one said anything to you, no one gave you any real guidance. You, you fit, you, if you, they thought if you were a good player, you'll fit in. Right, you work it you out for yourself. Right, you know, work, yeah, work it out for yourself. We're not telling you what to do. We've bought you because we like what you do. But are you going to are you going to adapt that into our team? Um, and and it, and it was like that. And there was no airs and graces and no real. Our training, I remember Svengor and Ericsson coming to our training once and um, we used to have two sticks in two bollards either side of the pitch. Our warm-up was embarrassing and um, you know, Sven would be there with his clipboard thinking, right, here we go, these lot have won everything, what am I going to learn today? And uh, Bruce, we never had, we, you know, we never had goalkeepers in, in, um, in, in the training because it was a five-a-side, so it was the last man was the goalie. You know, so you always had, you know, Bruce would be running around like an headless chicken all over the place p- playing out on pitch, you know. But generally, if the football was sharp, moved, passed, quick, boom, 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 you know, and, and, and that was that was OK. We wouldn't do any running. Um, and if it was a bit slack and, it, you know, it weren't sharp, then we'd do a few a few doggies and then we'd do another 45 minutes of five aside. But there was arguments of whether the ball was over the line and because goalie was the last man. And, you know, if it went over the crossbar or if it was under the crossbar because it never had a crossbar because it was two sticks on two bollards. And it was all that. It was like being down the, it was like being down the, down the kid, down the park with your mates having a game, right? Um, but with the best players in the world. <laughs> and that, that's how mad it was. Um, and it was that it really was that simple. There's, there's no more, no more to it, no less than that, you know. Um, yeah. and so, 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 Walsh, just before you go into your right back, I know we've like we've delayed along on this one. So, when you've left now, you've like you've started at Charlton, Luton, and then gone to Liverpool. So, there was more like I don't know how to word this like tactical stuff, information coming from those managers rather than there was at Liverpool. Is that what you're saying? It wasn't like, uh, uh. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I think football's got over tactical now. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it was, I, I think it was sim- simpler back in the day. You know, when you're coming on a sub, like you know, I'd have think I'd have had a meltdown looking at all them pages that someone's showing <laughs> me. You know, but I get it. I'm, 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 I'm taking the Mickey a bit, but it's like you know, when when he's coming, 
what it is, number he's coming off and that's where he yeah. stands in the ball. That's where he stands on yeah. a free kick. So I get all that. It's just a bit clearer, I suppose, rather than, you know, make sure when we used to go and it was just make sure you're at the back post, you know, for, for corners. Yeah. You're in the wall for free kicks. You know, we didn't have to get the get the booklet out. Um, so, so um, and, and football was simpler in terms of its shapes as well. You know, everyone pretty much played 4-4-2 and fitted around Correct. a 4-4-2 formation and players played in that system. Um, you know, could some players have thrived in maybe a 4-2-3 or a different formation? Possibly over the years when I look back on some players that weren't great defensively in midfield, i.e. Glenn Oddle, because when Pleaty went to Tottenham, Glenn played five, Pleaty played five in midfield and had Glenn yeah. floating around. And Glenn, without defensive chores, was a genius, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, uh, yes, it was, yeah, it was simple. You know, simple. I, did, I did what I did in the position I played. And yeah, I had to be on the back post at a corner um, and things like that. But there was no rocket science, you know, sim- right. simple. And players that did genius things within the simplicity of the 11, you know, yeah. that's, that's what happened. And they were fitter. They delivered balls with quality. People under, you know, I remember going and playing in a pre-season game in Dortmund and, um, you know, some players, you, you, at the higher level, you need to, you know, the subtle movements need to be spotted and good players spot subtle movement. So I just, I just wanted to shift the defender just, just half a yard towards the ball. And I, so I made a run as just, I just took a step as I was going towards the ball and then checked out and went the other way. And Sammy Lee was already delivering the ball in the past. But what, what I'd done is I'd got the defender's body weight on his front foot. Yeah. So I was checking out and going the other way. And that buys you a second to get away. And, it, and they were the subtle differences of the quality of the speed of thought and delivery that made a difference at that, at that club yeah. is what is the simplest way I can possibly explain it. Right. All right. Yeah. Fantastic. Right. Spot on. right back. Where we go? Left back. Right. I thought someone said left back. So right here, um, I mean, I've got, I've got a player that scored in, you know, two Champions League finals. And I think it's got either three or four year European Cups and eight eight league titles and five milk cups. Alan Kennedy, you know, uh, and, and and he ain't made it, you know. And um and and uh, he would have been he would have been and it's only the fact that because and I didn't play many times with this player, but the other player would have been Jim Beglin, who came in after Alan and had a great career and broke his leg. He had the worst broken leg I've ever seen on a football yeah. pitch, you know, where I've run over to it and done. I remember it, yeah. I remember. That bloody hell, it was awful. Um, there was only one other I ever saw that was worse, and that was David Boost at, at Man United. It was the only one that was ever worse, but for me anyway. But Jim, Jim was a top player, um, and um, but he doesn't make it because Kenny Sanson was the best left back in my generation of playing football, uh, and Kenny, Kenny, you know, was was quick, was strong, could deliver, could pass. You know, he had he had a bit of everything. Could jump, he had a good leap, um, he, he could do anything. Kenny, so. Um, he would, he would, he would be, he would be my left back. I would have to say, um, love it to be Wayne because he's my mate, but he don't quite get in that little group. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, you know. Is, is, is Kenny Sansom? It is Kenny Sansom. Yeah. So we're not, we're not, letting, we're not playing the guessing game anymore now. We're not allowed no. to guess anymore. Oh God! Yeah, I'll give it away. <laughs> didn't I? I forgot we were guessing. Yeah, yeah. Oh no! Should we take two on that, and you can act, make make out you don't know. Yeah, can it? Can, yeah. Nah, yeah I you up, uh, no, I should have gone as soon as I meant. Well, I'm trying to think what clues I might have give you. 
Right, um, right. As soon as I mentioned Arsenal, I think it would have given it away. Um, Palace? Or, was, he, was he not at Palace? Did he start at Palace? Did he not start at he, Palace? He, he did, yeah. Yeah, he that did. Would have been Terry, Venables. Terry Venables at Palace and that, like, you know, the team of the 80s or whatever they called themselves. Right. Um, Palace. Yeah, most of them just left and went everywhere else. And they probably got relegated, I can't remember. But, um, yeah, now Kenny was Kenny was like the, the left back of his generation. And Alan Kennedy used to curse him because without Kenny Sansom, Alan Kennedy might have got 70 caps. Yeah, 100%. But there was, but there, actually, there is another player I haven't written down that I should put in that who actually was a great player. Um, oh. um, and he used to, he used to, he, 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 tried, he was about to sign for Liverpool and failed the medical. Get me that one. Yeah, you didn't get Kenny, get that one. Played for a Midlands club. Midlands club in, yeah. in the 80s. And actually, he would be on a par in my real book with, with Kenny in the 80s, yeah. Left back? Yeah. What, con- what country? No, England. Oh. Yeah, he's English. Isn't he? I, I, I roomed with him, actually, in Australia, uh, where I made my international debut. And uh, from a Midlands oh. club. You're not going to get you, it. But, I mean, but he was every I'll bit it, as I'll good as it. Alan Kennedy and Kenny Sansom, if I'm honest. I'm going to say Midlands club, you said. Midlands. Who are you thinking of? Because you're, because you, you're young. You was young. You nineteen, weren't you? When you said with England, weren't you? Nineteen. Yeah, nineteen and twenty. Yeah. So I was going to say someone like, but he's not Midlands. Mick Mills. Uh, Mick, 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 Mick was sort of a bit older than me. He sort of just. No, he I know he was, but, I'm, yeah. but. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You could have said Stuart Pearce, maybe. Yeah. Because you know, I was in some of the England squads with Stuart. Um, so Stuart was in the mix. Where did Stevie Nicol play? Left back. Right back. Um, Right back. Anywhere. Right back. Anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. He's right anywhere. anywhere. No, he, was, he was sweaty, wasn't he? he was Scottish. So, um, Go on. We, you've done us. You've done us right. with this one, actually. Play for West Bromwich Albion. Oh! Come on. When you go through your left backs, he's like... He Statham. 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 Derek Statham. Derek Statham. Derek Statham yes. was top, top draw, mate. Yes. Derek Statham. You know, and he, he was a, almost a, an identikit of Kenny a little bit. But actually... Yeah. I could have easily put him down for that, for the left-back, right. easy. But, yeah, I'm going to stick with Kenny, with Kenny. Right. All right, perfect. So, I got, got, yeah, got the guessing part of the left-back. But yeah, you did. So, <laughs> redeem myself, redeem myself. Actually, I can't believe I, ne- I never mentioned him in the first place. I actually could easily have had him down as that left-back. Right. Right-back. Right. One player, Phil Neal. I mean, mate, he, he, I think he's... Uh, yeah, I'd have to get his record up. It's ridiculous, his record, like, in terms of what he's won. Yeah. You know, seven championships, four European Cups, five Milk Cups, so many Super Cups. Yeah, you know, he's got trophies coming out of his ears. Um, but but for me, there's another player. He was my roomie. He was a bit quirky, liked a beer, liked a bag of crisps. He was Scottish and he was a bit mad, but he was brilliant. Mad, but brilliant. Um and the reason I've got, I, I could have, I could have played him in several positions because the beauty of when people ask me my top five players, he's in it because right. he was that versatile and that good wherever he played. Is it, is um, it the one Andrew just mentioned? Isn't the one? Is it Steve Nichol? It is. Yeah. 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 Oh. Now, <laughs> now I, I, I could have had, I could have, I could have done. Actually, do you know what? I could have had, I could have had Phil Neal there and played Nico in the next position a bit further up because I have got. Another great player, but yeah, you know, this thinking might be, about it, might, it now. You're thinking yeah, it, it's might, like... it might, it might, it might be a mistake the way I've done it. Um, you know, but um, yeah, because I, I mean, what I do is I, I'll, I'll move to the next position, right side of midfield. Because while we're on that subject, because the player I have gone with, and we could chop it about, but but 
because Stevie Nichol could have easily been in the right side midfield position. He played right side midfield, left side <laughs> midfield, centre half, right back, left back, centre half. And he could play anywhere across the midfield, was two footed, was good with both feet, never stopped running at an engine and could, could pass and score and deliver with quality, you know. And so I don't think if, when I say his name, sometimes I get surprising looks because other people didn't know him like we knew him. Because when you see someone every day in training and everything he's about and his attitude and his mentality, yeah, yeah you, 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 you sort of understand why. But the the um, the player further forward, um, I'm trying to think how I could um, caveat this. Um, he he, it's, it's going to be a bit of an easy giveaway, I suppose, because he was uh, one of the first. Just before first. you say that, Walsh, why are we why are we jumping onto him again? Why are we well, because I I, I don't know whether I'm going to change Neely to right back and Nico to right side of midfield, right? Because Neely really did with all that. Armory and he's like, you know, his, his, his trophy cabinet, if you like. He's got to be in it, really. And, and so is Steve well, why, Nichol. Well, why don't, OK, let's, let's stay with the back four and then like, right. when we come right. to the come right, back to it. You, come back to it. gives you a little chance to think about right. what you might, okay. might change. This player was quick, brilliant, part of an amazing back four, Start, started his career. I don't know where he started. It might have been Preston. Might have been Preston. See if you can get it from might have been Preston. Yeah, this is the centre-back. Yeah, yeah right-side right centre-half. And what I'm going to do is... Preston. I'm going to Google it because I can't remember. I might, I might be throwing you a red erring. Um, <laughs> um, if I Google there's it... Two, there's two that come to mind straight away. Right. But I don't know which played on the right of the two in that Liverpool team. Who plays on the right-hand side of those two? Yeah. Is he Scottish, yeah. this one? Yeah, I was, I was right. He was Scottish? 70, is he Scottish? No. Played 73 oh. times for... Um, for Preston, so obviously had at least two, three seasons there. Yeah, three seasons he had there. Um, and then went to the other end of the country and played alongside one of your teammates, Marv. Come on. I'm trying to think of this one. I, mean, I thought that's made it easy. One of your teammates. There's too many. One of your teammates. And he was down on the south coast, this player was, um, before he moved to another big club. He started off at Preston. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe he's done us again. Yep. Andrew, you got no, no idea. I've got, I've got a load, I've got a load of people, but I don't know. What, right? No, wait, Ga no, Gary, Gary Mabbott was always top, always Spurs, wasn't he? No, he started at Bristol Rovers. Yeah, but he didn't play. He didn't. Uh, he, to be fair, Mabs, he was he, he'd be right in the right in the mix for this. What? what no, okay, this this other clue you can give us. Which club was this you played with, Matt? Oh, well, give it away it? straight away. I might as well tell well, you it, it is. All right, well, I can't believe I can't work this out then. Why, why am I struggling to think what nationality Lawrence is? Mark Lawrence is. Hey, is that what you're saying? Mark Lawrence? I'm saying Mark Lawrence. Yeah, it is Mark Lawrence. Yeah, he's oh, Republic of Ireland. But, but he, he's, he's English, really, but he just happened to play for Republic. I don't know why. That's what got, threw me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He's got loads of England caps. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but Mab Mabsy, you know, as, as was mentioned, would be right in there amongst that. Mabsy... Because uh, people often, uh, when I get asked questions, who's the hardest player to play against and all that, people think people who kick you and hurt you yeah. and they're the <laughs> hardest players. And I say to people, there's nothing hard about kicking someone from behind. You know, Stuart Pearce <laughs> coming and levering me from behind because someone's given me a bad ball, right? Or I've maybe made a slightly bad run and a missed time. He's got a chance to come, you know, get me the ball or get, get me and then get the ball on the way through, all that sort of thing. That, that was, wasn't always that hard. 
although Stuart was a tough player. Yeah, yeah. No, but there's there's yeah. there's different ways of being hard, is what I'm saying. Um, you know, just keep like keep coming back for more as a forward player when you are getting kicked. He's quite he's being hard to a degree. Right. Um, you know, there's different ways of showing <clears throat> mentally, physically. Um, you know, your temperament a lot. Um, yeah, so yeah, so Gary Mabbott would have definitely been right there alongside that. Um, and uh, but Lawrence and for it just for just for everything, <clears throat> Walsh is what his composure, yeah. his heading, his marking, his defending. Yeah, it was quick. Yeah. Never needed, never seen him get mugged off only by me once, um, um, which helped me get sold to Liverpool. Uh, our first game, <laughs> actually, our first first game at Anfield was a three-three draw. Um, we had three goalkeepers on the day because Jake Finley got injured. I think Kirk Stevens went in goal. Then at half time, he came back out on pitch and Mal Donaghy went in goal. Um, and we drew three all at Anfield about five games into our first season in the top flight. And they were, ex- and it was three all. And um, so I get played up the inside right channel. And I, that, I always used to do this to players I knew I couldn't outrun was it went up into the inside left channel and turn, turn into them, like, like turning- let them think I'm turning into them. And, and as they went to, to get the ball, I lifted it over his foot. And if you look... They show, the I've effort, seen that kept so many times. They show yeah, that. And then I, I don't know what... Yeah, and then, I, and then I slotted it to Brian Steen, who slotted it into the top corner. Um, so, I mean, what got told to me was that, you know, Liverpool were quite impressed because Mark Lawrenson doesn't normally have that happen to him, you know. So they kept their eye on me a bit and it started from there, you know. And... Um, uh, but generally, Loro never got caught out. He, he was too quick for people. You know, it's not worth getting involved in a race with him because you wouldn't, you just won't win it. Right. Uh, so the only way to to get past him was to try and out clever him, out trick him, do something like that. Um, I don't want to mention anyone, any, yeah. anyone else yet because I because because I mean, there's there's quite a few centre-halves at Liverpool you could have chose. So it might be the other one you might. Yeah, we'll see who's there. next to Lauren. Well, so yeah, the, yeah. the other one who was who was another top top player, but um, was just in the shadow of, of someone else was was Gary Gillespie. Yeah, Gary Gillespie was a quality player. You know, he, he, you yeah. know, had lots of quality players in that position, and um, you know, and, and Gary didn't always get a game because um, you know there was quality players in in in, in you know he was up against. Um, so who's you know, next to Mark Lawrenson then? Well, I mean, again, I, you know, Nico played there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it could be Terry Butcher, it could be Russell Osman. Um, on the few games I played with them, um, but it's one that I think you'd expect it to be. If I'm honest. Um, you know, that's why I said at the beginning of the, the chat that it could be. It, some of it's quite predictable because i you know, this one team I played it had so many good players. Um, and yeah. so it, it's the, it, you know, I haven't really got an alternative to this guy because there was no one who could really touch him, um, you know, uh, made it look so easy. You know, he played, you know, like some people, my dad used to say to me, Jimmy Greaves in the box came to him like he almost did things in slow motion, like he wasn't bothered. And that's what made him so great because he didn't, you know, his head was so clear as he received the ball. Mm. And this guy used to run around and like just jog, jog into positions, didn't always get involved in headering it. Um, was he Scottish? He was, and he nine times out of ten, he ended up. He ended up, you know, just moving out of a position, passing it, and making the game look so simple. Um, and he's and he's been on telly quite a lot, so yeah. I think, you know, yeah. anyway. Yeah, um, I couldn't believe he was a centre half. To be honest, when you like, I mean, when I, I mean, growing up, and I'm watching obviously the Liverpool, and it's like effortless, just yeah. gliding and 
Yeah. And, yeah. and you uh, went at first hand. He's like that in yeah. training, was he? Yeah. Just Yeah, he didn't 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 bother getting warmed up too much before a game. We'd be watching the 230 in the in the uh, players' lounge, you know, we'd walk in the players' lounge with his kit on, no boots on, just his socks. Um, and then and then just stand there and do the most ridiculous warm up, touch his toes a few times and flex his hip forwards and back and then and go out. And you know, I, I never ever seen him run really fast anywhere because he read the game, um, was almost, you know, knew what the other player was doing most of the time. And that's that's hard to play against when you got that. Right. Um and um and knew when to step in front, knew when to step up, knew when to just Drop, but you know, he just he just just knew, and then and nine times out of time, took it, just took the ball down and walked away with it, and it was weird how that happened. But you know, um, so so yeah, he's uh, Alan Hansen is that player. Alan Hansen, yeah, 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 yeah. fantastic. Um, just just going going just going into today's game, Walsh, and how it's like the emphasis is played on playing out from the back and getting wide the centre backs. Can you imagine how? He would. I mean, he's, he was so way ahead of his time, wasn't he? Really? Yeah. Well, you'd like you to know. think that he'd be okay, but the, the one thing is that a lot of the time, no one ever did a high press on on it, and that wasn't really a thing that teams did. They normally thought, right. you know what? Let's just drop drop back. We're at Anfield. Sit back. Let them come out with the ball. So he always had plenty of time on the ball. It was more of when you forward into midfield. You know, how were you going to pick them off in the next part of the pitch? Um, so um, I don't know. You'd like to think that he had he had the ability to adapt if he had to have the ball and move it quickly, but he never never had to move it quickly. If I'm honest, so I don't True. know. That's that's a that that could be different. That that's that's found a lot of people out. That has you know that True. high press and having a five aside around your own penalty area, which happens now with like City and Liverpool and some of the better teams. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, so that's that's the back four, isn't it? So fantastic. Uh, Great. So what we'll do is we're going to pause it there, Paul, um, and we are going to hear a short message from our sponsors. And then when we come back, we'll hear the rest of uh, Paul Walsh's best 11. Bespoke custom trainer by Dazzler's Craft. If you can't find the custom Adidas design on the website for you, Dazzler's Craft can provide individual commissions just for you. The designers will use your theme, ideas, colours, graphics, logos or inscriptions to create something to bring your ideas to life. Dazzlerscraft.co.uk Adding art to your Adidas. Right, so we're back for part two of Paul Walsh's My Best Eleven. I'm going to hand straight over to Marv for Marv's 60 seconds. Paul, if you can just say whatever comes into your mind, we might unpick the why in a bit. But whatever okay. Marv throws at you, just give him whatever answer comes straight into your mind. Over to you, Marv. Okay. Favourite other sport? Golf. VAR or no VAR? VAR. Golden goal or penalty shootout? Golden goal. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Spurs v Arsenal or Liverpool v Everton? Liverpool v Everton. Funniest player? Funniest ever player no. or teammate? Wayne, I'm going to say Wayne. I give him a mention then, can't I? He was funny, honestly. Not when he's rattling on about football, he ain't that funny. But um, he gets his coaching head on and he'll drive you back. All right. but... if, if you could change one rule in a game, what would it be? Oh, that's a toughie. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, like that double jeopardy thing. I don't want to change it, but just have it applied better. Where, who is it? Got Rhys James got sent off the other week. Right. 
where it, where it, you know, you get the penalty, but yeah. you don't need to send him off. That rule. All right. Bundesliga, La Liga, Austria for quality. Uh, La Liga. If you wasn't a footballer, what would you have done? Been in a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got in enough as it was, but um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Last, last question, Mark. Best the best stadium you played at for you? Best stadium? Oh, Wembley. Wembley. Yeah. Old Wembley. Yeah, old Wembley, yeah. Uh, I grew up just uh, loving the place and then to yeah. actually play there was just what I always dreamt of. Yeah, Wembley. Have you ever had a kick around on a new one? No, no, not a kick around. I've been to it. I've not had a kick around on it, no. No, I can't even kick the ball now, you know. So, <laughs> I mean, golf just, for, just just for me, I mean, I, I mean, I've, I mean, I haven't played that either, but the old Wembley itself for me is going to outweighs the new Wembley. Just, just to how it is just the the, twa- the towers and there's so much yeah. history with the World Cup and stuff like that it just looks I don't know I can't explain it yeah I agree I agree it's just like in the, my formative years of watching football yeah. it, we had a special place in it and um, you know and the, the FA Cup in the 70s more than the 80s for me but the 80s as well well no the 80s as well 70s and 80s was amazing you grew up as a kid wanting to play in the FA Cup more than win the Correct. league really and, um, you know, and the most special FA Cups, I believe, in my lifetime were in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. So you mentioned, uh, sorry, I mentioned earlier on about England caps. Um, can you just talk us through um, how you got the England cap and the phone call coming through and where you were and obviously kind of um, that whole story? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, was, I can't remember how you actually hear about it. I think the manager normally comes and tells you, your club manager. But, you know, I was already made progress by... Um, you know, being in the uh, in the under twenty ones, I've been in the youth youth under twenty ones, and now I'm at Luton, um, getting noticed, and um, things are going well, and and so I'm playing in the under twenty ones. And Bobby, you know, uh, on a couple of occasions, I remember going to Hungary, and uh, he kept me back from the under under twenty ones to start with, and um, and what he was saying to me was, "You're you're on my radar to play," um, and. Um, and, and, and so, but, but then he, he, I went off his radar that night and he put me in a taxi all the way across Hungary somewhere, which I wasn't best so happy with. But um, and when I'm, actually, I, I was in the end because we went and back to beyond in Hungary somewhere, I don't even know where it was. And uh, we beat him 2-0 and I scored, so I was happy. Um, and, um, and, and, that. and so I was in his, I was in his thoughts. He'd, he'd included me in squads. Um, and, 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 but it wasn't until, you know, you get included on a tour of, of actually Australia was where it was. And like I say, I was rooming with uh, Derek Stavem on that tour. Derek was a great player. Gordon Cowens was in my little gang and Gary Shaw was a great player you know, for Villa at the time. And, um, you know, but I, I made, I made my debut, you know, but so I, I, the tour, the manager, um, the, 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 the David Pleat would have come to me and said, Bobby's going to put you in the squad. And then the squad gets announced. So you know about it, you know, in case your press ring up and stuff like that. Because a new, a new young kid coming in, especially maybe Luton, you know, so early, 19, 19 stroke 20, you know, it's sort of a bit of a big story for the papers and stuff. And, you know, the, the opposition at that time was Paul Mariner, Tony Woodcock, Trevor Francis, you know, and those players. Um, so... Um, you know, it was great. It was great. You know, it's what I, it was again. It was another progression of where I wanted to get to, and I was getting there. Yeah. Um, you know, and that culminated with you know 
I mean, I could waffle on forever, but I mean, I make I end up making a massive mistake as I go to to Liverpool that changed the course of that. Um, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, probably not going to bore you with the story, but because it will go on for a bit too long. So, I mean, I just want to touch on, like, I mean, obviously, in the end, I mean, you're, I mean, I'm not saying that Luton and Portsmouth are not like decent clubs, but the, a bigger club, as in Spurs, Liverpool. <clears throat> Walsh, you, you, you play for those clubs, but for, for me, as a 19-year-old, you're in now the full England squad on their radar. I mean, I, was there no, like, apart from Luton, was there no, none of these bigger clubs, like, in for you or rumours about, I mean, I mean, not taking nothing away from Luton, because obviously you obviously did well and you went on, but... Right, well, you mean when I'm at Charlton? Yeah, yeah, because, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it's, it's weird that, that as a 19-year-old, because, like, that, that, that wouldn't happen today, you no. going to... You know, as a nineteen-year-old, my, my size was the issue. I think for a lot of people, um, I'm not that big, as you know, and um, you know, so um, I'd been linked with Man United, Everton, Villa, and so when, when, um, well, actually, it was in the, it was, you know, in the summer holidays, um, I was getting linked with all these different clubs, um, but also Alan Mullery who was my manager in my second year at, um, or my third season at uh, uh, Charlton. He said to me, you've got to get away from here. So I sort of had set me at, my head on that. Um, and, um, and and also, um, I was laying in bed one day. And remember, you've, only, you've got no mobile phones. The phone, <laughs> phone rings downstairs and my mum comes up and says to me, there's this bloke called David Pleat on the phone. I'm like, all right, he's a Luton manager, isn't he? So I go down, hello, yeah, David Pleat. Paul, I'd like to bring you to Luton. So, well, what do you say? You know, I I got to be honest with you. I was I was hoping I'd be going somewhere bigger club. Exactly what you what you're thinking. Yeah. Uh, but remember, at that point, I'm only playing in England youth. I haven't played anywhere else. I'm right. only in England youth international, uh, and I'm 19 years of age, and I've only played in the the, the equivalent of today's championship. So, um, you know, we we uh, he asked me if I would want to go. So I say, yeah, cool, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, because I because I do if they're the only ones that were there. Part of me was hoping for a bigger and better club. Mm. Um, but it was the best thing I ever did. And, you know, sometimes there's someone looking down on you, and I don't know whether there is or there ain't, but if there is, he, he, that progression was the right progression for me. Um, you know, uh, I didn't, although I didn't appreciate it, those 100 games that I played for Luton over those two seasons right. and getting that experience at that level over them two seasons whilst playing under-21 England football and flirting with the, um, the full international scene, um, was it would have been a perfect progression, just like Liverpool was the next progression. Um, but as I said to you, I, I do make a massive mistake. Um, I, I almost feel like I've got to tell you it because uh, <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's up to you. I mean, it's, 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 oh, it's, it's, it's not, it's, no, it's only on purposes of time. That's all it is. You know, in, in my own e ego world of my head at that time, I'm England under 21, I'm full England. Um, I'm going to Liverpool, I've been linked to a team in Italy. and you know, I've got things, uh, I'm getting everything how I want it. Right. So I think in my head, I'm thinking I've, I've got it how I want it. So um, I go to meet Liverpool, we agree a fee, right? And, I'm, and, and whilst, I'm, whilst I'm in the meeting with Joe Fagan and the chairman and all the rest of it, Joe Fagan says to me, Paul, we want you to come to the European Cup final in Rome, right? And I'm thinking, wow, yeah, that, yeah, that sounds great. And, uh, and then he said to me, um, and we want you to come to Swaziland and play the two games and he said, and there's a few quid in it for you as well. I mean, oh, sounds even better. But over here, 
I have the under-21, European under-21 final versus Spain over two legs to play, right? There's also a tour of South America, right? Um, Brazil, Chile and all that. So I, I uh, again, no mobile phones. I say to David, please, Dave, Liverpool want me to go to uh, Rome and, and to Swaziland. I'm sort of thinking I'm more full England international than under-21. And I'm so I'm using... And, and underlying it all, if I'm brutally honest, was um, fatigue. I was tired. I'd had a long season. I played about 50 games. I was tired. So in my head, for going the under-21s, going with Liverpool, having a, having a week off, and then going to, to South America with a full English one, I had it all worked out in my head, what I, 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 I thought would be best for me, until completely relayed the message again, no phones, and I'll go down the paper shop the next day and buy the paper. And on the back page was Bobby Boots out Walsh. If he can't motivate himself to play in an under-21 final, he's not for me, along them lines. Right. So rather than trying to phone Bobby up and, and, and talk it through, I thought to myself, do you know what? I'm joining Liverpool. I'll get back in the England team. So there's a, there's some great knock-ons here, by the way. No, I mean, no, this, this, is, this is fantastic. No, this is good. We're, we're uh, fine for time. We're fine for right, time. Long, I mean, right. long as you're fine with... This fine. Effect, this affects several people's lives in the end, some for the better and some for the worse. So my England under-21 strike partner, on the day I'm joining Liverpool, has just finished about 17th in the table for Portsmouth, and that's Mark Hately. I'm joining Liverpool. He's had a struggling season with Portsmouth. He sometimes was my under-21 partner, right? Because Steeny was as an overage player for a bit, Brian Steen. Right. And so... And so when, when I make that mistake, Mark Haitley gets elevated to that trip because he's my under-21 partner, the next player in the mix, to go on that to go on that tour. And the night Barnsley scores his wonder goal, Mark Haitley scores the other goal, a back post header against Brazil, and they win. I think it was 2-0 or 2-1. Two, two, anyway, they won. <clears throat> and everyone's raving about Barnsley's wonder goal, but Mark Haitley scored a goal. A week later, Mark, and remember in the 80s, Italian football was bigger than the English football. Yeah. Mark Haitley gets transferred to AC Milan for a million pounds and goes on and gets 20 caps or whatever. And over that period, why? And so, fast forward in my Liverpool now, I'm two years in, the 1986 double winning season was my best season by a million miles. And there was clamours for me to be back in the England squad. And when I was going to train with England, Gary Lineker was, was called in as a late replacement for someone. He weren't even in the squad, Gary Lineker. And Peter Beardsley wasn't nowhere near it, right? But over the next two seasons, Peter Beardsley does get in the squad and so does Gary Lineker. And they both end up sliding Mark Haitley out of the way. And I think even Kerry Dixon went to the, to, went in 86. Um, he did, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but I don't ever play for England again. You know, and in 86, when they should have been, when I, when I maybe should have gone to a World Cup and the press were clamouring for me because I had something like 18 goals in 28 games and we're going to win the title and we're going to an FA Cup, I get injured with eight games to go. And, and, and so the flip side of our football is, and our people remember it, there was also a television blackout in 1986 where ITV and BBC couldn't agree on TV with the, the FA and the league and all the rest of it. It's not that many games were played. So whenever I say to anyone, name me Liverpool's double winning team, I'm not even in it. Right, because Kenny Dalglish chest volley at Stamford Bridge yeah. is one of the few games that was on TV, and it's an iconic moment. So people just relate Ian Rush and Kenny Dalglish like they always were together. 
and I, I was nothing to do with it. So I, you know, I get I get a little bit hurt about that, if I'm honest. And in the PFA All Star Eleven of that season, I'm in it, right? So that's all the players in the in the top flight voting yeah. for me to be in the best eleven. Kenny Dalglish wasn't in it, nor was Ian Rush. It was me, Gary Lineker, and Mark Hughes were the three forwards. And yet, if you asked anyone generally about who played what was Liverpool's double winning team, I wouldn't be in it. So I find myself telling this story to sort of justify myself within that double campaign. Right. But 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 really going back to the mistake. So Mark, my mistake actually gives Mark Haley a wonderful opportunity. You know, fair play to him. He goes and yep. goes and gets it. Gets a great move because Ray Wilkins recommended him, who was in that squad, to AC Milan, and they paid a million quid from him. And 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 there you go. Um, oh, and things change. That's a great, but, but that's I mean, I mean, we're fine for time. I mean, this is what I feel that the listeners want to hear. This that yeah. sort of information yeah. and stories, which yeah. and it's from your point of view and your perspective, which yeah. is which is great. Well, and, yeah, and that's that, also, that sliding doors moment. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, it's it's probably when people say, yeah, would I had a great. I like my agents. Um, my little Jewish guy called Eric Cole. He was one of the first football agents on the monster, scene. Monster, 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 monster. And he went, he went to me, kid, he said, regret the things you did, not the things you didn't do, right? And I sort of quite like that outlook, you know, because there's quite a lot of things I regret, actually. But, <laughs> but in terms of football moment, that was, that was one. You know, that was, I look back on my life and think, what a massive decision that was. You know, I only had to go and play, because normally what I'd have done, if I'd have gone in the, once I was with the under-20 boys in the squad, you know, I'd have loved it. And do you know the last time the England under-21s won that tournament? 1984. Right. 1984. And do you know what? I was the main player in the squad. I was, you know, I was going to Liverpool. I was a top scorer. And I look back on it and I can't tell you what I call myself in terms of names. And, <laughs> you know. Um, but Walsh is, is, is experiences and it's life. It's one of life experiences. You know, I mean, yeah. you, you, you've I now... We probably like, can't swear on it, but I fucked right up. Right, <laughs> I have to put a few boots in because it deserves a fucked, fucked up. It deserves it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's uh, that magnitude. Like, again, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I mean, I'm not. I mean, obviously, I, I didn't even get to that level to be playing as a, as an international. But in any walks of life, like you've just said there, everyone's effed up somewhere along the line. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You, you, everyone's effed up some point yeah. in their life, in my opinion. Yeah, but it was, a, it, was a, it was a huge mistake, turning point, and you know, um, one of my big, probably my biggest regret in the game. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, so there you go. I, I, we, we, you know, there, there's that little pop, that, there's that little two years. Look, it's a two year right. period that, yeah, um, thanks, yeah. thanks, fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. And it, like, like it, like I said, sliding doors moment, it's one of those things that football fans may not even realise because they may yeah. have just read the press, they may have just read the papers in the 80s and gone, oh, that bloody Paul Walsh. He's a... Yeah. Uh, and they'd have had that in their heads. Some football fans, you know what they're like? I'm not in that... I obviously don't remember that incident, but some football fans, we hold on to those things like they're like this. And and that's all we remember for... That's Paul Walsh we label him with the back yeah. page of the paper on that day. And you're yeah. right. So it's but important to clear that up. 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there you go. So we'll move on to midfield. Move wherever you like. Do you want to go on the right hand side? Which um, I'll get, yeah, I'll get the right out of the way because I yeah, still haven't, right. you know, because um, the player I was going to pick was, was one of my old teammates at Luton. And so it's blindingly obvious to a degree. But, you know, really, if I had to put Phil Neal at right back, then Nico would have took this position. But right. part of me felt like this person 
deserves to be there, um, you know, especially in my time at this club. Um, it, 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 and it delivered an amazing ball to me for my first goal in the top flight. So, um, you know, but that, that's not a good enough reason for me to put him at right, right, right side of my all-time um, eleven. But as I'm sort of caveating it with, it could easily have been Steve Nichols, Phil Neal at right back, but I'm going right. with it. Um, so over to you guys to have a have a, have a workout, you know. Um, I was, I'm going to do Ricky Hill. Yeah, Ricky, no. Ricky. Yeah, so yeah. Ricky, yeah. So, yeah. no, I, I can still, as we're talking, remember this boy plays to the back post. It was against Notts County. And, uh, you know, get up at the back post and knock his crossing with, for my first goal. It's one the most amazing feelings, you know. Um, yeah, because I'd missed a chance against West Ham in the in the previous game because me and Steeny made our debut at White Hart Lane um, for Luton in the top flight. So that was our first game in the top flight. And Steeny scored in the first game. Then I missed a chance against West Ham, and then you're getting a bit anxious. Oh, I got you know, I want to score, I want to score. And then so when that ball went in, it was it was a great moment. I ended up scoring a hat trick that day. So that sort of made everything a bit better, um, you know, and. Um, and actually, the second goal of, of that game, I, I, I ended up winning goal of the season with it. So, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a really good day in many respects. Um, and and Ricky, Ricky was a quality player, you know. Um, but, you know, so, you know, there, there, there's there's options here. But, uh, you know, I've, I've told you the, the reason he's there. I've said it could yeah. have been Nico there, but because Phil Neal, you know, Phil Neal probably deserves to be in the team. But anyway, that's what I've gone with. Fantastic. It gets more complicated in the middle. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> we'll go to the left-hand side and then we'll go middle then. There's no, there's no competition on the left-hand side. You work it out. There's just no competition. You know, think, just no, no competition. competition. Just no comp- I've put one name down. There ain't no competition. You know, it just ain't. Oh, there is. Andrew? There oh, is. No, but there is though, because you could get, if you include England. Yeah. Well, no, there, there mean... weren't, there weren't a player on the left side. Um, and actually, he was the same player. So, <laughs> so, so there is, but there is, um, and he, he he was a great player. Actually, a fantastic player. Went and played abroad. Um, yeah, I was going to say he's a Geordie, isn't he? Yeah, you got it. Um, so uh, he, he was a fantastic player. Ended up moving on and France. You know, I, 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 yeah, I actually thought went. I was part of his deal when he went. I was supposed to have been part of it. Venables phoned me up one day. He said, "You're going to Marseille." He said, um, uh, "He said, get you know." And then I thought, oh, I got all excited about it, and and, and it, it just fizzled out and never happened. Um, and I was I was really up for that. So I think you know where it is and who it is. That's Chrissy that, Waddle. That, but that player's Chrissy Waddle. Yeah, I'm that to say him, aren't I? He isn't. Yeah. So, uh, but he's 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 not my player on this side. He's not your player. No. Okay. No, he's not, no. That's that's. I've just given you his name. That's not the player. I'm just giving you an alternative to the player. Who actually? See, I would, I, I, people, but Wadler was brilliant. Yeah, that's, a, that's the one I was thinking of. Who would have been? But this all. player I'm talking about is in my top top couple of players of all time. It's not hard, honestly. I'm, I mean, I'm trying to think ages. All right, John Barnes. You, yeah. Correct. Yeah, John Barnes. Yeah, there was no. Uh, his first season at Liverpool, was, he was possibly the best player in the world. Yeah, I mean, I agree. There, there was probably only Maradona to touch him in 1987. Um, his first season, he was phenomenal. Scoring free right. kicks, beating people, making goals, scoring goals. It was, it was just fantastic. And, um, you know, so he, 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 there, there is no competition. Wadler, it, Wadler is the competition. Yeah, Wadler, I, hear, I hear you. Wadler was a great player. And I played through the front, through the middle with Wadler. And we, we did really well together. Um, so, uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's, but it's sort was, of... 
Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, it was similar to yourself, um, John Barnes, um, getting in the England squad, I think it was a similar time with you. At eight, he was 18 and you was 19, so... Yeah, we were, I mean, we were... Yeah, he made his debut a couple of weeks before me. I think he made it out in Ireland somewhere. I think it was Ireland. And, and the home internationals. So we had the home right. internationals and then I think we went away to, to, uh, to Australia. So Barnes, he already had a, a couple, of, um, couple of caps and I, I, I got mine out in Australia. Uh, my first cap, um, but yeah, so he was he was in Bobby Robson's head. I think actually, if I if, if I could, my feeling was he loved me and Barnsley, Bobby. Yeah, he loved loved the both of us. Um, except I caused more problems than Barnsley probably. <laughs> I gave him more headaches because I'm a pain in the ass, you know. But, um, and can you rap? No. Can you do world in motion? No, I definitely can't do that. You know. Um, so, so yeah. you as a striker, you you put Ricky Hill, John Barnes, you mentioned Chrissy Waddle. Did you like the ball in the air as a striker or do you like the ball played to your chest or over the top? Where did you feel that your your strength was? I uh, wasn't bothered. I mean, listen, you don't knock a ball, you don't knock a long ball up to five foot seven and a half to, you know, mark by six foot four. If, you, if you've got the ability to drop it in short, then yeah. It's no good banging it just anywhere. I don't yeah. mind the ball coming in from a distance if it if it makes me the favourite. The good players make you the favourite with the pass, right? But going back to your question, I love that in the ball. And um, you know, later on, I play at Man City and I play with two wingers, Nicky Summerby and Peter Beagree. And I scored shed loads of headers. Um, and, and when I look back on my um, I haven't got an exact figure for this, but I would predict that out of my 170-ish goals I got, I reckon. 30 stroke 40 with headers of those, a large percentage. I learned to head yeah. the ball as a kid, single foot takeoffs, double foot takeoffs, you know, changing the angle of approach, um, smash edit. You know, I learned that as a kid. Um, and so I developed a leap. I had a wonderful Sunday football manager. We used to do weights and jumping with weights when I was a kid. So I got, I ended up with a really good leap. So I could jump, you know, I could jump for a, for a short ass, I could jump. Well, being a short arse, you've got to be out of jump if you're going to edit. But it, but it you know, um, I couldn't stand up against the centre half who was six foot five because he could then get his arm round me and just stop or pin me down, you know. So I used to have to come and attack the ball from the side. If that was just a nuisance value, just to put the centre half, edit, you know, get me getting my arm in his face, maybe get it, get get a nick on, maybe just do enough so that he can't edit how he wants to edit. But then when the ball's in wide positions, quality crosses are, are not about being tall. It's about attacking the right areas, you know, and, and you know, and I, and I was all right at that. But some Liverpool didn't play with lots of crosses. You know, Liverpool played and found a way through with, with clever football. Up like Man City was lots of crosses. So that was great. I, I like the lots of crosses. But um, but yeah, I've lost my track. Where was we going with that? <laughs> Which one you preferred? But no, you answered it. Which one you preferred? Chrissy Waddle. Tottenham weren't like that either. Chrissy Waddle wasn't really a, a get just get down the byline and cross it. He no. could play off here and come inside and you know football his way through. You know, so they weren't. Tottenham wasn't a, a cross of cross to a balls sort of team. Um, Man City was. Um, yeah, Man City was the only team I played in. And actually, I I didn't realise how much I thrived on that when we had that. Because when you're not, when you're a player like me, being a second striker, if you like, I like to come into holes and pick it up, right? And get turned and face people. Sometimes I was, I was all right, back to goal and rolling people and spit, you know, all, all of that. You know, you've got to be able to do a bit of everything. 
But um, when you come when you come short, um, you know, I used to, with wingers, you, you know, you either set it back and the ball went outside, you got the ball out wide, and then you got you got your ass into the, into the penalty area. And then, you know, Marv, Marv, because, so if I'm playing against Marv, Marv's sort of watching the crosser and I'm looking at Marv. So Marv might have a look for me. As soon as Marv has a look for me, I'm going. Dark across. Yeah. I'm going, to, I'm going across the face of him because just as he turns his head, I'm on my way, right? And I'm gambling, right? Or I might go to gamble in front of him and, and check out. I might, I might shift Marv a couple of feet the wrong way and the cross might just beat him. It's about moving people around. Yeah, and you get you gamble in those areas, and 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 sometimes you get lucky. You don't always get lucky. Sometimes a cross misses you out, or the defender heads it. But if you keep getting in them, making them little runs, often enough, you get enough. You get enough of, of the headers. And I, oh, Man City scored loads of them. I love dead in it. Love dead in it. But um, it, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me because like I mean, just when Walsh is talking about that, Andrews, that when if you're playing against, I mean, for whatever Mick Hartford or whatever big Mark Hay, whoever it is, you know. When that ball's coming in the box, it's going to be more of a case that it's going to be a com- you're competing with him. With yep. Walsh, now because of his size and like he's just explained, it's the speed, it's his movement. So therefore, now it's like you're looking around for him, and it's not going to be a, a ball in the air where you're going to jump with him. It's going to be like him moving to, in front of me or him going around the back of me, and I'm going to now have to get to the ball first, no matter what. I know the ball's the yeah. main thing, but like I'm saying, he's not going to get in a a, a, a competing battle with me to jump, I'll jump me in the box and head it in the goal like Mick Hartford would. Yeah. Well, no good from corners and set plays because set plays, you can get set. So, you know, there ain't room to take a running drum because there's too many bodies about. So like a big centre half can get his arm. He knows where you are at a set play. But when the ball's flowing up the pitch and it's moving, it's moving, players are strung out a bit more, cross comes in, bang, you know, hopefully you... Uh, you know, you get a bit of a chance. But but anyway, yeah, so Chrissy Waddle wasn't, that, you know, those players weren't crossers. They were good, intelligent, playoff people getting, you know. Yeah. Chrissy scored a lot of goals, uh, you know, right. because he, he could play through the middle and score from the right coming off the left-hand side. And he also... But, yeah, meant- but it was good competition well, for John Barnes. That's that, that's the yeah. ultimate thing. And you also mentioned you could have been part of that deal. I mean, was that the only time? I mean, I, I did hear or did see that. I mean, I, mean, I know it's Liverpool, but... The, I, I, Como or something what came in for you no, Co- before the- Como was before I went to Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah, but Como, I'm not gonna go to Como getting promoted out of <laughs> Serie B into Serie A and not go to Liverpool, am I? If it had been into <laughs> Milan, I might have gone, you know, or one of them teams, Juventus. Right. I might have gone, oh blimey, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a decision, but not Como. Um but um you there know, was no other uh, times abroad came about. Yeah, no yeah, Real Sociedad, because in oh. the end. Roy Evans, I believe, because uh, Roy really liked me, Roy. So I, I believe he recommended me to John Toshak. But I'm not really sure what happened. I think there was an agent involved and I kept get, kept thinking it was going to happen. And again, it just never happened. And the same agent, Dennis Roach, I believe, was in, involved in both sets of those negotiations. So because I wasn't with Dennis Roach, I don't know if he was trying to push other people and convince okay. other people. But anyway, it never, never happened. Never happened. But um so yeah, I would yeah. like to try to play abroad. I think it would have suited me as well. But um, but yeah. So we're now on to the centre midfielders. Central midfielders, yes. Your oh. hardest position, you said. Well, I think it is because there's you know, yeah. I've just got to work out what I'm gonna. <laughs> Still changing his mind now. Well, as I've got five players here, and it could be more than that. I think. <laughs> you know, 
But, you know, one of them was a master, master big guy, foreigner, could stroke the ball over the place from anywhere. Um, you know, and I could be playing in with probably the best goal scoring midfielder I've ever seen. Um, was the first one a Danish player? He was, yeah. So we know who that is, don't we? So, so that was Jan. Well, because I still, yeah, I, listen, I could have any two from these five, any right. any of them, right? So, yeah, Jan was one of them. So the, be, the best goal scoring midfielder of his generation by a million miles. Who do you think that is? I would say, um, Gaza. Jordy. Gaza. No, he's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a jock. Oh. 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 Ipswich. Yeah. John Walk. John Walk. That shadow of a doubt, yeah, because yeah. you know, probably the probably the generation before him was Terry McDermott, but yes. as a midfield running forward who gets in the box and scores. And that, that there ain't there ain't loads of these players about. They somehow have a knack to drift into the box and score. And Walkie was unbelievable. And I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean I'm gonna get his goal record up actually. <laughs> uh, he, 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 he was done. he was unbelievable. It really he, was yeah, with injury as well. Um but I'm just uh yeah, so he and the other one, the other one is Ronnie Whelan. Yeah. Uh, you know, because Ronnie, Ronnie was a top, top player, but I don't think I can quite put him in front of the two players, you know, the two players I'm going to put in there. Um, John Walk, let's get Wikipedia, John Walk. You know, he scored a ridiculous amount of goals. You know, it, you know it, this is like from midfield. He scored nearly 100 goals in 266 appearances from midfield. <sighs> really? That's huge. And in a modern few, era, that's kind of in a modern era, that's kind of Frank Lampard numbers, isn't it? He scored thirty and seventy from midfield for Liverpool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, uh, even at Ipswich, he went back to Ipswich and scored twenty three and eighty nine midfield. <laughs> you know, so it was a goal machine, the bloke. You know, from midfield. Yeah, know, in a four four two because everyone played four four two. You know, so he may have played with a like a Kevin McDonald, and that's why Jan. See, a lot of people don't realize Jan's first season under Joe Fagan, he didn't play. Didn't play him right. quite a lot of the time. Um, you know, Kenny, when Kenny took over, Kenny did play him, but Kenny also played him in a back three. Yeah, he did. Um, so, Yan, you know, but, but he had to find a system for Yan because he never ran around a lot. But he was like a quarterback. Give him the ball and he'd just fly, flick it all over the place with great accuracy. So, Yan has every right to be in the mix. So does John Walk and so does Ronnie Whelan. But um, but one of the players is a bit of a fruit bag. The player who's in it is a bit of a fruitcase. You know, um, don't need to say any more. No, you've met, I think we've mentioned him already. Gaza. Oh, did I mention Gaza? No, we oh, did. No, I think we did. We did. We did. Oh, we did. We mentioned right, yeah. him. Yeah. So, so he would have to be in it, even though, yeah. um, you know, the bloke's an idiot. Um, <laughs> lovely idiot. Really. Lovely idiot. But, um, but uh, yeah, so he's, um, you know, Gaza, Gaza, Gaza could do anything. He could pretty much do everything. I'm not sure how this would work in terms of a team because the other player alongside him I've got, you know, was also a world-class, top, top, unbelievable football player, um, you know, and an England international. So, um, and also one that I'm not, that's not on the, not on here, or one that's not going to make it is probably one of Tottenham's greatest ever flair players, you know, um, you know, score, pass, amazing mobility, you know, um, so can't believe you're not getting this one, Marv. I'm not getting which this one. Are we, which one are we going for? Which one? Yeah, which one looking is this one? For? Well, 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 I'm looking not, for the no, Spurs one, or am I looking for? Well, they both they were both England internationals, so and played in England's midfield, but not always together because this player who was probably the most flair player that there was. 
couldn't really play in a four four two, and everyone played four four two because he wasn't oh, great um, defensively. Yeah, I, I know he, was, he went on to be a manager as well. Ah, oh, so Ray Wilkins? Then. No, 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 no. Hoddle, I'm thinking. Yeah, Glenn Hoddle. Hoddle. Yeah, Hoddle yeah, was amazing. Yeah, no, is it? Is it Billy? I mean, Pleat, he played him in a five at Tottenham, and Klopp went the year Clive Allen got forty nine goals. Yeah, because Glenn could then still have a four and just float around being brilliant. Mm-hmm. In a two, he weren't that good, and everyone played four four two. Um, but the player I've gone for is more of a northerner, um, and um, again could do everything. Probably wouldn't have Iman Gaza as a pair because well, you probably could. Because he, he he grew to be able to do everything, and later in his career played a bit deeper. Northerner later in his career played a bit deeper. Yeah, a bit like you know in his early days, ran forward, scored goals, got injured okay. a lot. Was he? Um, I want to say Robson. Ryan Robson, yeah. Ryan Robson, yeah. Yeah, now I could I could have gone with any combination yeah. out of those lot, you know, because yeah. they're they're all absolutely brilliant, you know. Yeah. Um, but brilliant, but different, you know. Um, you know, Gaza. You know, could run with Gaza wasn't actually great to play with if he was a forward because Gaza <laughs> only ever he, he weren't a passer or a slider. Glenn Odo, yeah. I'd have loved to have played with because you made a cute run, he found you. Yeah. Gaza yeah. only wanted to use you as a one two, so <laughs> you, put, you pull off in the box, he wouldn't slide you in, he'd just go one two, score, try and score himself. Um, he did it great, you know, but but you know, he did some amazing things. Walkers, I've just said that, got an amazing goal scoring record from midfield over his lifetime, amazing. Robbo could do absolutely everything. Ronnie Whelan scored top goals in big games. Um, you know, amazing players. And, um, you know, so so that, you know, that was that. But um, I'll, I'll have to go with Gazza and Robbo is what I'm going to go right. with. But it could have been. Yeah, could have been, yeah. been anyone. Um, and, and there's hundreds of others. Yeah. There's hundreds of others. And you yeah, mentioned well, Sammy Lee earlier on as well. Oh, yeah, Sammy played Sammy played off the right. He, you know, right. he could easily be on that little right mix conundrum. Um, you know, but Chris Naeem? Huh? Naeem. Yeah, Naeem. Naeem was a good player. He was a good player, but I just think these players here are just that little step step up. Correct. Naeem was a good yeah. yeah, good good guy as well. Um, how many goals would you concede, do you reckon, with those with that four? Uh, I know Brian traps back a bit, doesn't he? Oh, well, depend. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You had Jan, Jan and Gazer in the team. Yeah, lots of goals, which you can see. <laughs> you know, if you had Robbo, Robbo in there, or Ronnie Whelan sat with one of those, um, it would still work. You know, um, but but yeah, uh, in, in today's shape, you'd probably play some sort of a three with one of those three, a combination of those in a three somehow. You know, you, you, you know, yeah. Sometimes you just got, you know, would you play with wing backs? You could easily play with Nico as a wing back or, you know, Kenny Sansom as a wing back. Do you need three centre halves? Maybe not. You know, I, I don't know. There's there's lots of combos you could have. Yeah. Because uh, I've 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 made it for simple terms like a four 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 two. But um and, and the next two that I I don't even think I've got to give you any clues, but um they were just blindingly obvious for me. What's in the forward you about? Two forwards. I mean, it's just it was the best footballing combination that there ever was, I think. But you know, I've got other players like good, good players like Steenie was a great player. Gary Lineker was a great goal scorer. The best goal scorers are never the best footballers, right? They're just you know, like John Aldridge was a great goal scorer. You know, but the ball used to bounce all over the place off his feet. But he was a great goal scorer. Um, you know, it's like I, it's like I read something recently. I used to watch Pipo Inzaghi and think footballer. 
guy's goal record was mental. And I right. just scabbed yeah. it over the line, scuffed it in, always <laughs> in and around. You know, but you ask me, would I like watching him every week? No, I wouldn't. You know, um, what is it, Sir yeah. Alex? Was it him, Sir Alex Ferguson said he was? He reckons he was born offside. Was it him? Yeah, it, it might brother? have been. Yeah, 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 no, in, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. He played, I think it was AC Milan he played for, wasn't it? And he scored just a mental amount of goals. Actually, I'm going to get, yeah, let's get Pippo and Zavi, isn't it? Let's get that up. That so, up. while we work out who the strikers are, I think, I mean, I, I mean, when he said that it's obvious, I think I know, I mean, the, the, the probably the it's, best combination duo there was, I mean, for me, yeah. Uh, it has to be Ian Rush. Yeah. Yeah. And you want, you want to say the other one, Marvin? We'll share it out. Doug Leash. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah, actually, his goal record ain't as good as I thought it was, but it is in Italy, in Zagi. It's <laughs> 200 in 466, but it's still very good. But yeah, so I'll take that back then. Because Rush's goal record was phenomenal. Absolutely mental. And across you know, other and across different countries as well. Well, what what sets Ian Rush apart from everybody else was he was a great defender from the front. You know, he let Marvin yeah. think he had a bit of time and then rush him and like you know and, and nick it. He was great at nicking it. He worked hard at the front. He closed people down and he scored goals. Gary Lineker was only good at you know worried about scoring goals and didn't really want to defend. Didn't even want to train really. He just wanted to score goals. There's got nothing wrong with that. You know, Tony yeah. Cottage great goal record I haven't played with Tony but there's some players with some phenomenal goal record right but Rush is set, is set apart for me because of his work rate for the team his goal scoring record um, and his combination with Kenny was second to nobody so it just has to be them too but he also played with for England with Trevor Francis who was a great player and Tony Woodcock these are all great players but for that combined effect that them two had and that individual ability in that one team that just stood the test of time you know, Kenny's goal record stands up pretty well as well. Um, it's not Rush's, but, you know, what Kenny did lots of other things and created lots of, you know, chances for Rush. So that was probably the ultimate combo, um, really. Uh, you know, because there's... Uh, I'll put Clive Allen down. Yeah, I did play with Clive. My, but Clive was, again, a bit in the Gary Lineker mode. Better footballer right. than Gary Lineker. Um, and he's, he's probably his goal record's phenomenal as, as well. You know, John Aldridge was a you know again he's not a he's not a player I would pay to see, but he scored goals. You know, um, another great great goal record. Yeah. But Ian Rush was, and even Ian at the back end of your career as well, people like big big Nile, big Nile Quinn you played with at the end of your career, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, he, he sort of got in the way a little bit because he was um, <laughs> me and Rossler were playing together. We didn't need Nile Quinn, but he was a top paid player, I think, and the chairman was. You know, he had to play. He was one of them. So I had to get him on the pitch when he was fit. But me and Rossler had done done tremendous together, and think and the crowd loved us. But you know, and then and it, they also loved Peter Beagry on the left wing. And I remember what happened was Quinny had to come back in, so he played Quinny with Rossler and played me out on the left. I didn't really want to be out on the lift, left. And Beags um, was very upset, so I had to upset the team a bit because he was under pressure to play the play the highest paid player. But um, but yeah, but Quinny had really nice feet for a big guy. Um, and we did okay together because sometimes I played with Quinny up the middle as well. But me and Rossler had a better, under, better in the end, had a better understanding, had a better productivity between us. Um, you know, Quinny wasn't going to chase anyone round. You know, lumbered about a bit. He's like huge, wasn't he? Um, but um, so, yeah, he, he wouldn't be in that little mob, Quinny. No. Yeah. 
No. So would you say, I mean, oh, no, you, had a no. good, you had a good combination. I mean, I know it was only two seasons with Steeny at Luton. Was it something which just instantly hit off between you two and Steeny? I know you spoke about Rossler having a good combination, but would you, would you say, I mean, Rossler and, I mean, I don't know who else would be your ideal partner you've found throughout your career that you seem yeah. to blend with? No, Rushy would have been my ideal partner. Yeah, because I could supply him the ball as well, a bit like Kenny did, but I could also, you know, uh, get my own goals. My, my goal record was pretty good at um, Liverpool. Um, I think it was 37 in 77 starts, which was good. You know, um, for me, it was good. Um, you know, um, but Rush, Rushy was, you know, you, you had lots of players who could supply you good passes in dangerous situations. Um, Steeny was a top player. Steeny was a top player. But... Um, you know, for some reason, a bigger club never ever took took a chance on him. I don't know why that mm. was. Maybe you know, it, you know, it became in the end that me and Steenie's situation became a bit competitive because we were playing for England. We were right. trying to, you know, and um, uh, so we did. We did have some tension between us um, at times, but um, but yeah. So Ro Rosler was. I was thirty two when I went to Manchester City. So. Um, having this unknown German and me strike up a relationship meant, meant we, we became friends forever over just over, you know, when he came to, you know, and couldn't speak much English that this, this old English guy gets thrown together with, we create a bond and a, and a partnership that the fans loved because Man City fans didn't want me when I went there. They wanted someone younger. They wanted someone who was on the up. They looked at me as on the way down. Um, so they didn't want me there. So it was one of the most satisfying periods of my life on the basis that um, the combination of what we did and how we did it, um, you know, we went there in a relegation battle. Me and Russell, we scored five, four, I scored four, he scored five. We, we, we won three on the spin. We beat Newcastle, Villa, Chelsea. And we went, went, we went flying up the league and suddenly the fans loved us. And then the following season was the same. So, you know, it was, it was an amazing, an amazing 18 months. Um, you know, turning a, a difficult situation for me around to being, you know, you know, I would, yeah, I would say idolised to a degree by the fans and Rossler the same, you know. Right. Um, so that was a great, you know, really, that was like one of the best periods of my life without a shadow. And probably one I hadn't expected would come along, you know, but right. it did. Because yeah. um, you know, I didn't, I, I ended up at Portsmouth because I'd let myself down at Tottenham, right? Um, and that's why you end up at Portsmouth. You don't go to Portsmouth because you've been brilliant at Tottenham, do you? So, so me getting back to the Premier League at Man City sort of, you know, made it, made it, made it all worthwhile. You know, um, it was great. Yeah, it was great. It's uh, fantastic. Yeah. So I think that's where we're at. We're, that we're, that's, that's my eleven. Um, so which I mean, now so which manager? Or it, could oh, be, it doesn't have to be a manager. It could be. It could be even that guy you spoke about as. Um, the Sunday League who talk you to jump. So it's your it's your team. So you can have anyone who wants to manage it, someone who's affected your career. Yeah, well no, no, John, John, John O'Connor, who was my you know Sunday football manager, was, was was different league, but I don't think that's you know I I completely gets the ump because he read read somewhere that I said Jim Smith was my favourite manager. But <laughs> but but ultimately ultimately you, you, you people go, who's your favourite manager? And I go, well the ones that used to play me. You know, simple as that. You know, when we got a manager ain't playing you, he'd normally got the, got the ump with him or falling out with him or, you know, uh, I was good at falling out with managers as well. But, um, but yeah, so Jim, Jim was just a likeable character. 
understood, you know, and so he, he knew I liked training. He knew I was getting to 30 and he used to say, have a Monday off. Yeah, do what you want. He knew I liked training. He knew I had a bit of quality. So do what you want. The other players didn't all like that sometimes. Um, but um, So Jim was great to me. But when, when Pleaty had me, we were working hard, really hard, because I was, I was 19, 19, 20. I'm still working hard. Yeah, so it was, it was different. But Pleaty just let me play, put no restrictions on anything. He just let me go. Go and do what you want to do. Um, you know, and 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 and, and uh, yeah, that's how it was. So you can you can argue sometimes doing being a great manager is doing nothing, right? Don't yeah. don't, don't justify yourself as a coach by keep telling me do this, do that. Right? Yeah. What odd little tips, but nothing mega. You know, you know, uh, you know. That's it. And so sometimes some managers overcomplicate. Brian Orton was not, you know, because Brian Orton was my manager, uh, is my captain at Luton and my manager at yeah. Manchester City. Man City, David, yeah. And David Moss, my teammate as well, another teammate, he was my coach at Man City. They never, you know, especially when you're 30, they weren't telling me how to do anything, you know. Right. And so most of the time, people knew what I did. You know, you, you don't be lo losing the ball in midfield too often. But when the ball gets up to the final third, do what you want, you know, because I made things happen. You know? So you say, is, is it Pleaty then you, or Smith? Who are you choosing as the... I, I don't... I, let's go with uh, Pleaty. Right. Yeah, completely. Let's go with completely. Yeah, okay. it's a toss-up. Yeah, I, I, Kenny Dalglish, I fell out of a lot, um, you know, because, uh, well, because I fell out of a lot because he probably weren't playing me as much <laughs> I wanted to play. didn't treat me like I wanted to be treated. Um, and, uh, you know, Joe Fagan was great to me. He played me every week, no matter what. Uh, Joe Fagan made me feel 10 feet tall because in the in my first season at Liverpool, play, as soon, when I was fit, he played me. And even the European Cup final, the Hazel tragedy in 1985, I was playing with a hernia and um, she said, just rest, just rest. You don't have to train just as long as you're ready for the games. And him saying that to me made me feel immense. You know, he wants me you know, because he right. modified our team to play me, Rush and Dalgleish all together. But that's how much he wanted me in the team. And that makes you feel brilliant. When yeah. You know, you've got, you've got that backing. But I only had one season with Joe and Joe didn't, apart from that, didn't say a lot, didn't do a lot. Liverpool was what I already told you at the beginning. Right. Jumpers for goalposts, have a, have a five aside, but just make it a good one. That's what right. it was. But yeah, yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. So um, last question we always like to ask um, people when they come on the pod is, what are you up to right now? Um, are you still involved in football or are you out of football or what, what are you up to at the moment? No, I'm, no, I'm sort of um, retired, trying to find a balance, um, trying to find a balance between... Because another side of my life, I don't know whether Marvin knows any about this, but you know, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I do, I do well. Shit, really, because I've, I've listened to a few of the other podcasts you've been on. I mean, that one was with um, on Five Live was really good. I mean, yeah, so so I've been Alcoholics Anonymous for like five and a half years, and um, so I do a lot of service and help a lot of other people, and and, and I, uh, I volunteer in a rehab center twice a week, and I help other people who are struggling with um, with, with drink and drugs. So, and then in my day job, if, there, if you can call it a job, I've been involved in property for 25 years uh, and it's morphed from building to money lending with security and finance, you know, stuff like that, which I'm comfortable with. Uh, it's taken me 25 years because as I say to a lot of people, you come out of football, you've just been in football. What are you any good at? Nothing. So I, I, I learned some part of, part of the, the progression of, the drinking part was not being out of cope with my life after football. Um, and, and, and I think I hated it, hated my life. 
you know, I hated it. You know, now football was over. What am I going to do? Is this what I've got to do every day? Put a bit of poor me in it. But, um, you know, a bit of being a baby after football because I don't like my life. Financial insecurity because, you know, we didn't earn fortunes. How am I going to pay the bills going forward? You know, I'm sure, you know, and um, all, all of that sort of stuff. So my life, my life is like a, a nice mix of a little bit of business, a lot of recovery stuff and, and addiction stuff. Uh, and, you know, a little bit of family stuff. My my, my eldest boy just made me a granddad. So uh, a couple of months ago. So, you know, getting, being involved in that, try not to be too stressed. I do. I do a lot of things I thought I'd never do. I never thought I'd do. Do you, after do, you do you meditate? I do. do you, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, do that I, I mean, I think it's fantastic. I mean, I do. I mean, yeah, yeah. I do twenty minutes in the morning when I first get up. I'm, I, I I do some readings um, to put my. I uh, I'm the most ungrateful person on the planet. You know, <laughs> you know. So when I get up, I normally my first thought is about me. My first thought is about what I haven't got. You know. So I have to do gratitude. Gratitude get my gratitude right up there, you know, because I can get bogged down in my own shit very quickly and start feeling sorry for myself. So I have to get out of that, off that pity pot straight away with my meditation, with my reading, get some gratitude, look out the window, because it was lovely yesterday and that's raining, right? <laughs> Fucking hell, it's raining. <laughs> it's supposed to be the summer. What's going on? Yeah, and do you see what I mean? Yeah, How I can yeah. do my day before it's even started with that right. attitude. You know, so changing my attitude, oh, I say, it ain't raining anymore. You know, it's not as nice as it was yesterday, but what shall I do? Right. <laughs> you see the, see the two rowing, you know, I was going to play golf today. Look at it. You know, I, I, I could, you know, well, just the fact I could be playing golf, even if it was raining, right? <laughs> so what? I'm playing golf. It's raining. Yeah. yeah. So some people are at work and can't pay their bills. And you know, I, I, also, I also did a bit of prison service. So I go into a prison. Not, I haven't been in for quite a while. You know, it helps me get a bit of gratitude because, you know, you see people who are much worse off than you, got had a much worse life than me, you know, and, and, uh, and, and you know. And, and the reason I'm, I'm out there with what I do a little bit is because I believe that so many players struggle after football because of the reasons I'm talking about. We don't have much knowledge. We don't have, in lots of cases, education, you know. And, um, you know, we're stuck, in my case, stuck with a little bit of ego, uh, and what I thought I should be doing, and when it weren't what I thought it should be doing, I was either angry, resentful, bitter, jealous, lots of lots of things that you know are not good things to be, um, because I wasn't doing what I wanted to do, and it wasn't going how I wanted it to go, and you get bogged down in this thinking and this attitude of of all of that stuff, and sometimes drinking was the only way that made it go away, and um, you know it took me a long time, long time to realise it, but. Um, uh, and it took us. But you've got there, Walter. You've you've got there. That, that that's the, yeah. the the thing for me that yeah. you've got there. There's still, like you just said, there's still people out there who haven't got there. And it and they. I mean, I always think that oh, it's always someone else's fault. Oh, it's because of this. They're always blaming yeah. someone else. And that's the thing which, for me, which is great about you that you've got there now. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather got there a bit sooner, but <laughs> <laughs> I could have saved a lot of shit for a lot of people. Um, you know, but um, anyway, we are where we are. Um, and, and, you know, things like that were strained and not as strained as they were. Family, Good. family relations and stuff like that. So um, that's, that's, the, that's the upside. But Great. I think I think football and sport generally can make you selfish and self-obsessed. And coming out of that obsession come, um, and, and I was, uh, the selfishness manifests itself in lots of different ways. But when I help other people 
to helping someone else. Me, me and Wayne laugh about this now. Well, you know, because, you know, I, he said, you you wouldn't do nothing if there weren't something in it. For you. <laughs> I, sometimes I wonder how we're mates. But, um, and it's like, uh, no, I wouldn't. What's in it? What are we doing? What, what am I getting out of it? You know, right. no, I ain't like that. So doing stuff for people just helping them because they're not well, it's a bit alien. It's a bit alien. I've never thought like that. And now I do think right. like that. And, and texting someone and uh, making sure they're all right. Just yeah. simple things that probably simple nice things. people do. I had become unnice <laughs> <laughs> probably for a long time. Uh, it's, it's an illness. It's an illness, really. But yeah. it's like you know, it, by doing the process, you understand your own thoughts, feelings, emotions and stuff. And I know guys and people you know, don't like always talking about that. So they keep banging their head against yeah. the wall. They're the same thing, hoping it's going to be different, and it ain't. Yeah. No. So, yeah, so in a, in, a, in, a, in a nutshell-ish sort of thing, that's it, yeah. So that's what I no. do. So quite a lot of time on that. And, uh, yeah, and now I'm, now I'm sort of got the, I've got the luxury. This is how lucky I am. I didn't think I was lucky. If, what shall I do now? Shall I go to the gym? Shall I go for right. a bike ride? Shall I have a swim? Right? Shall I go for a coffee? Yeah, I've got no, no. So life ain't that bad, is it? No, no, no. And we and we appreciate you coming on, Walsh, and we thank you for sharing all that information and your best eleven. And hopefully, I mean, reminiscing, it's not. I mean, like, been too like bad for you because obviously, like you said, it's it's a case where your your career you've you've had a fantastic career, but at the same time, um, you I'm not sure like you said you've enjoyed it. As much as you could have done, sort of. I made I made it hard for myself. I just caveat with one last thing. Go on, yeah, of course. I remember being angry and resentful, and bitter and twisted, because I went for England schoolboy trials at fifteen. I was only little, skinny little waif, and 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 at the end of the week they put us in an A team, B team, C team, D team, E and F, and I was in the E team. Fuck! How's that happen? Why am I in that? I'm as good as him. Oh, because he's six foot four. Yeah, that'll be right. 15, and I'm five foot four, probably. You know, and um, I, I had to watch him play at Wembley, and I hated it. I, I absolutely hated it, right? If you'd have said to me at 14, right, it was 1977, because I remember, because Elvis died in August 1977 while I was at Loughborough University, right? And I was a bit upset. And, um, and so um, if you'd have said to me, Paul, this is your career, right, now, I'd have snapped your hands off this is a kid who was nearly getting rejected couldn't get any England schoolboys was getting rejected by Charlton because he was too small nearly I hung in there hung in there you know but that's part of the problem really once I got there I started wanting to stick two fingers up everyone go I've done it my way you know you people said I couldn't do it right (laughs) and uh, the start of that belligerent angry fuck you attitude sort of kicked in but you know here we are so so yeah, and I took that. I took that career all day long. But there's parts of me, yeah, yeah, feel where I've let myself down, and it could have been better. But that's the greedy part of me, you know. So uh, no. anyway, and you move forward, and you've learned. So yeah, yeah. I just want to say on behalf of myself and Marv, thank you so much for your time, Paul. Um, and that was Paul Walsh's my best eleven. <laughs> <laughs>